All right, welcome. So I'm Jaap. I'm a developer advocate with, uh, with Rubrik. I do a fair bit of blogging, speaking, and I'm quite enthusiastic about automation. And when I say enthusiastic, I want to be as, as enthusiastic as this guy, but obviously he has way more commits on GitHub than, than I do. Anyone contributing to open source here? Couple of people, yeah? Good. So, what we, uh, what we have for you today, uh, I'll be starting a bit about infrastructure management, where we came from, then we'll dive into the tools we have available uh, with, uh, with VMware, what can we use to actually manage uh, vCenter, vSphere, uh, VMware code, what is it, what can we do with it, and then at the end I'll end with a, with a demo on the Python, uh, Python SDK. Cool? So we're coming from, uh, from a time where it was a many to one server. So over 50 years ago, whenever the uh, mainframe was supposed to be managed, there were dozens of people managing a single system. And nowadays with, uh, uh, with the advances in automation and manageability of systems, it's actually quite common that we manage uh, where a single administrator is managing hundreds of servers and in some cases when the environment is very uniform it can be a single admin for thousands of servers. I think I heard a number of AWS where a single admin uh, manages more than a couple thousand servers. So <laughs> sorry about that. Um, so managing VMware, there's obviously a lot of different tools uh, available to us. Uh, we have the vSphere client, uh, the web client, and the FAT, uh, FAT client. We have PowerCOI, uh, ESX COI, and we have the APIs and SDKs. So what are some of the downsides and upsides for, uh, for the different tools we have available? So for example, if we work with vSphere, it's obviously, uh, when you're using the web client, it's going to be cross-platform, because any platform that has a browser, you can, uh, you can manage your vSphere environment. It's easy to use, because everyone can click around in a, in a graphical user interface. But it's limited in functionality in the sense, uh, if you want to do more than one thing, for example, you want to create 50 different VMs, it's obviously not going to be the right solution unless you're paid by the hour and you really like to click using your mouse. So there's no potential for, for automation uh, there. And also, uh, because of the FAT client and the, uh, and the web interface, there were also differences between how it looked and how it worked, and some of the functionality was available in one, uh, in one client and not in the other. Then we have uh, PowerCOI. So PowerCOI is the module that obviously runs on top of, uh, on top of PowerShell and ESX uh, COI. And both have a, a steeper learning curve because if you want to be able to use PowerCOI effectively, you need to know PowerShell. And that will take some time. And if you need to use ESX COI, uh, you'll have to know all the switches and in which combination you can actually use them. There's a lot of functionality exposed this way, and you can completely automate it. Um, Cross-platform, I put it as yellow. 
So uh, with PowerShell being open source now, you can use PowerCLI on, uh, on Linux, you can use it on, uh, on your Mac, but not all modules uh, fully, uh, not all uh, PowerCLI modules fully support uh, PowerShell Core yet. So a quick demo to showcase what, uh, what the advantage of uh, PowerShell is. So if we look here, we can see the OS, um, uh, uh, the OS, uh, what's it called, and new VM. And with new VM, we can see there's a lot of parameters here. And if you would, uh, if you wanted to put all this into uh, into a GUI, obviously you would end up with a GUI where you just have too many options. So. That's uh, the power of automation and, use and scripting, is by having a single command, you can actually, uh, you can expose a lot of functionality that if you would put it in a graphical user interface, it would be uh, very confusing. So this was a single commandlet that already took up a couple of screens of information, and there's over 600 in PowerCLI. So I think that's a, a strong case for automation. So moving on, we have APIs. So APIs are cross-platform. Uh, I think it's uh, the steepest uh, uh, learning curve because you have to directly interact with the APIs. Uh, and similarly to uh, PowerCLI and ESXCLI, uh, you have all the functionality and you can fu fully automate it. So if you want to learn more about the APIs, uh, there's a VMware code uh, website there's extensive documentation available here. And if you want to get started, uh, the bottom left corner has the API Explorer. So moving on, there's also the Python SDK. So that's uh, our, fifth, uh, our fifth option. And using the Python SDK, so this is more focused for developers that want to, uh, that want to write their own uh, integrations with, uh, with vSphere. Uh, can clone this GitHub repository, and in the next demo, I will uh, give a short introduction to how you can get started and actually deploy a VM using the VMware uh, Python SDK. So we start out with uh, with a shell. We do a git clone. So we clone the repository. I've already done that here because uh, it's quite a big download. And then we'll switch over to uh, VS Code. So VS Code is just a code editor. And what we'll do is we'll jump into uh, setup.python. And if we take a look there, I don't have all the correct uh, plugins installed. You can see all the requirements that will be installed the moment we kick off this, uh, this setup script. So after we have uh, all the required uh, software installed to, to run this Python module, we'll dive, into, uh, we'll dive into the samples. And we'll take a look at how we can actually deploy uh, uh, deploy a VM to vCenter. So you can see we go into vCenter, we'll go into the setup, and we'll go down to testbed.python. We go to the top, we can see we can put our uh, we can put our credentials here. So I'll replace admin by my own name, I'll put a password in there and I'll put the correct server in there. After that, there's a couple more options that we, we can configure. We don't have to. For example, a data center, which data store we want to use. I'll uh, scroll down to that one in a second. 
So you can see we have the config blocks here. We can, uh, we can replace that, put some quotation marks there. And then after this, we'll jump over to, uh, to the samples. And in the samples, I'll show create, uh, the create VM command that's available. So the setup file is now saved and stored. So we're in vCenter, we're going to create a VM. You can see at the top uh, are all the classes that we, uh, that we are importing. And if you go down, we can see there's a couple of required values because obviously you need to name your VM and you need to, uh, you need to supply what kind of data store you want there. And now if we would run this command in Python, uh, we would create a VM and I'm scrolling down right now. What we can see here is that it will actually output what kind of configuration is applied to, uh, to this VM. So in summary, uh, if we want to manage, uh, if we want to manage VMware, uh, vSphere, uh, it doesn't matter what kind of tool you're, you like to use, but the direction we're moving in is it's going to be more automation rather than, uh, rather than less automation. So if you're still uh, completely focused on the, on the GUI, go to VMware code, take a look at the, uh, uh, at the starting guides that are available, the SDKs, whichever language you're most, uh, you're most familiar with, consume the resources uh, that are there, and if you end up building something cool, contribute something to uh, either VMware code or on, or on GitHub, because it's a learning experience for you, and you help the broader community as well. And that's it for me. Thank you very much.